You heard you could save big when you bundle home and auto with Progressive, so you went online to check it out. But then you saw a link for a survey about which type of bread you are. And now you're on question 17, barely scratching the surface of your bread identity. You always thought of yourself as a brioche, but are you actually more of a pumpernickel? Ah, yes. They said it was easy to save money bundling with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast. I'm sure, Kunal, most of our listeners are very intrigued by this title. And that's only why they've tuned in. <laughs> but we're going to make them wait a little bit because I am very excited that Lewis Hamilton has scored his second win of the season. And I think that merits an applause. <laughs> And it's been a great week for all of us Formula 1 fans. We've had two back-to-back races. The first of many this season. But yay! (laughs) But I'm going to correct you, Mithila. Lewis Hamilton's second race of the season where he was gifted a win. (laughs) Well, this time it was by Ferrari. Ouch. And let's not forget, last time he was gifted a race win by Red Bull Racing. But in Canada, Ferrari is clearly to blame. Or thank, depends how you see it. (laughs) And let me clarify this right away. So this podcast or rather this episode's title has been recommended by Mithila. So please direct all your social media hatred towards her. And in case you actually like the title, you know who to thank. (laughs) (laughs) But I'd rather believe that... Our title is somewhere inspired by Rhonda Burns' quote that's probably working for Lewis as well. You know, she said that when you want something so bad, the entire universe conspires to help you achieve it. The secret. Yes. No longer a secret though. (laughs) (laughs) Hamilton and Rosberg had a fairly interesting opening lap incident. And I think that actually would have cost Mercedes a very possible one to finish. Oh, yes. I mean, Rosberg was pissed off. But for the first time, I think everyone was fair about their assessment of it. And I believe Hamilton did what any driver would have done in this case. Hamilton, though, he's had five victories in nine years at Canada. Now, that's some statistic. He really loves Justin Bieber, I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) But Justin Bieber does not love him back in the same way. (laughs) Justin Bieber wasn't in Canada to celebrate. I am not sure if I was happy and relieved or just damn disappointed. (laughs) Well, Justin Bieber's loss was Michael Douglas's gain in Canada. And uh, sticking to Lewis Hamilton, this was his 45th career win in Formula 1, which means that he needs six more to equal Alan Prost's all-time record. And I am bloody sure it's going to happen in 2016. And I just think he's probably won a little too much too soon. And in some way, I'm very glad that Michael Schumacher's 91 wins seem really far away at the moment. (laughs) Aren't you glad, Kunal? Yes, but they might not be too far away for a certain Max Verstappen. He has a lot of years to get there. (laughs) I saw this video where Hamilton was uh, pretending to be a grandpa. And that kind of tied in with his quote that Hollywood beckons. Did you see that video? 
Oh yes, I am no expert in acting, but that was a terrible piece of acting, Lewis. It was horrible. Stick to Formula One. <laughs> I think Lewis Hamilton was just trying to play to Formula One seventy plus age group, <laughs> or supposed target if you're Bernie Ecclestone. But terrible starts, Lewis Hamilton. He's been losing places left, right, center, literally. Wow. Yeah, we spoke about his starts and he should just be glad that he is in a Mercedes-Benz car which allows him to claw back those positions with relative ease. About Hollywood, so I'm just thinking, maybe Lewis actually meant that he wants them to make a movie on his life and career. You know, that's why he's going all out to have such a glamorous and fun life. <laughs> Rush part 2 Kunal starring <laughs> Lewis Hamilton. Now that sounds awesome. <laughs> And he has, of course, got Nikki Lauda's support as well. <laughs> Though I'm sure he fancies himself to be James Hunt, obviously. <laughs> From Monaco to Canada, Lewis Hamilton has clawed back his points deficit in a fortnight. From zero to hero. Yes, and it seems like it's game over for Rosberg. You know, his four wins at the start of the season seems like nobody wants to even talk about them anymore. He probably doesn't know what's hit him after Lewis hit him in Spain, <laughs> and then hit him again in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Rosberg's contract also seems delayed because Mercedes seems more interested to promote a certain Pascal Verlaine in the near future. Yes, and I wonder if that is also a cause for his sudden slump in form. Nico Rosberg's best in Canada was not his on-track performance, but his radio message. You yeah. heard that? <laughs> yes, but I disagree. He did fairly well to claw back lost positions. I mean, he fought back, and he admitted that his anger with what pissed Lewis... off. He was pissed <laughs> off, Kunal. Okay, his being pissed off with Lewis on the opening lap saw him lose more positions than he should have. You know, and as somebody who's followed Rosberg. He's had three bad races in a row, out of which, in the last two races, he's lost position in the last or maybe the penultimate lap. I mean, he better catch this slump, or else, trust me, it is game over. And let's remember, he's gone from a forty-three points advantage to only nine, and that's pretty much the summary of his title challenge over the last fortnight. And through all of this, Sebastian Vettel has been extremely busy. Trying to save a couple of suicidal seagulls, <laughs> <laughs> and, and well, you know, Formula One cares about the environment after all. <laughs> Lewis said he intentionally put him there. I found that hilarious. You know, I love their banter, and we probably need more of this. But let's also admit it was more Vettel than Hamilton. I mean, I can't imagine Lewis Hamilton being in such a good mood. If he had finished second to Vettel, oh, no chance. But Ferrari, their updates seem to have worked. Their start procedures are brilliant, but their strategy still isn't working. This is the second race they've lost in 2016 to Mercedes again, and the second race gifted to Lewis Hamilton by a rival team. And that is the second time you're reminding us of this in this episode, Kunal. <laughs> Also, the second time in succession that Pirelli's ultra soft tires behaved like they were the hard compound. <laughs> I mean, an ultra soft tires doing some fifty odd laps is ridiculous. And this is also the second time I will remind you that Raikkonen has 
hit a slump in his form again. Which brings me to the question, when will Daniel Ricciardo move to Ferrari? Daniel Ricciardo needs to move to Ferrari like now. He had a slow pit stop again. What is up with Red Bull Racing? There have also been rumours linking Sergio Perez to Ferrari. Again. And Force India have made their intentions very clear. If you want him, pay us. <laughs> That's why he's called a paid driver. <laughs> Even if Ferrari pays Force India, there is a very good chance that the Indian authorities will block access to Vijay Malia's money. <laughs> <laughs> so we all know that Sauba is extremely cash-strapped. But despite all of this, their team principal, she's gone and said that she's pleased with Ericsson's consistency. Now, I find that extremely strange. He's scored not a single point this season and she's talking about consistency. <laughs> like, really? Hats off to Rio Haryanto since we are talking of the minnows out here. You know, he almost fasted through the Canadian Grand Prix and that's what I would probably rate as consistency in religious beliefs. <laughs> I think it helps that fasting sounds like a verb that's associated with fast. (laughs) And I think that appealed to the Formula 1 driver in him. (laughs) And that's actually much like Alonso has consistently believed that his third world championship will come in a McLaren with a Honda engine. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) So Alonso's can I stop now message, you know, it had us in splits. I mean, we all know what he meant and he and the team tried really clarifying this. He just wanted to go home early. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Alonso is Baku's brand ambassador. So we've spoken about that on the podcast before. I wonder if the organizers will pay him his fee if he's out of the points yet again, (laughs) which is likely. Well, Alonso, he's not new to match fixing. Let's (laughs) remember Cruel. Yes, I am being cruel. <laughs> cruel is that Fernando Alonso had a Red Bull racing offer and he said no. <laughs> oh dear God. Well, to his credit, this was much before Red Bull racing went on to their dominant winning ways. <laughs> he could have been a six times world champion by now. Wow. <laughs> and for 2016, Fernando Alonso believes that McLaren Honda can beat Williams and Force India. I love Sniff Petrol's tweet. If I were Toyota, I would buy McLaren's side pods for branding and put Honda in really big lettering (laughs) out there. (laughs) Before we forget, Valtteri Bottas' first podium of the season. Woohoo! Great, great, great job. I don't know if it's a great job. Well, honestly, congratulations, Valtteri Bottas. Yes. Go collect all those podiums as you can because I am not sure how many more races for you in Formula 1. Oops. I'm being cruel. I'm in a very cruel (laughs) mood apparently. Both our future world champions or so we like to believe they are, Verstappen and Sainz, they had a super race in Canada. Kunal, who is your driver of the day? Max Verstappen or Carlos Sainz? Though I know you are bloody biased. (laughs) Well, you know, let me agree that yes, both of them had outstanding races. Verstappen finished ahead of Ricciardo. Carlos Sainz Jr., however, dared to crash into the wall of the champions. (laughs) And he said that if there is one wall you wouldn't mind crashing into, it is the wall of the champions. Okay. I think he should just join us on the Inside Line Formula (laughs) 1 podcast. But just for his wall of the champions crash, 
I would rate that he had a better weekend than Max Verstappen. <laughs> I knew it. And Carlos Sainz, if you're listening, this is an open invitation to you to join us anytime on the inside. Oh, line. yes, absolutely. We've worked with Red Bull before. Maybe that makes it easier it for does. him. <laughs> Max Verstappen said that it was the 10 hardest laps of his career when he had to defend from Rosberg. Verstappen has had a short but fantastic career in motorsport. This is precisely why, you know, if I were Kimi Raikkonen or his coach or Ferrari for that matter, I would sit down the fin and show him how Verstappen exactly defended against Rosberg. Let's remember Verstappen was in an underpowered Red Bull. And just a few laps before, you know, Rosberg went chasing Verstappen, Raikkonen pretty much let Rosberg through, if my memory is correct. (laughs) Verstappen finished ahead of teammate Ricciardo. One thing I would love to know is how Max Verstappen reacted to his team orders to let Ricciardo through. I was half expecting, you know, this big blaring no to come through. (laughs) We will never know. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. I really waited for that no. But either way, Red Bull and Mercedes are already arguing over Max Verstappen and how mature he is or not. I just think this is Mercedes' way of probably just letting Verstappen know that they're interested in him (laughs) all the time. (laughs) The no is yet playing in my head. While the race was really good fun on track, obviously, it was also fun on radio. Finally, radio is fun after the radio ban. (laughs) So here are my two favorite radio messages from this weekend. Kimi Raikkonen said, I can't take it easy. I'm trying to keep them behind. (laughs) And I think that's the kind of stuff that's going to be on t-shirts in the next (laughs) week. You heard it here first. (laughs) You know, that's also why I, I guess... Ferrari might just sign him for all those cool radio messages they can monetize on, you know. It helps them sell merchandise. (laughs) And of course, Fernando Alonso, can I stop now? What a (laughs) statement. I still got to hand it to Nico Rosberg. I mean, in my view, the Canadian Grand Prix was a brilliant motor race between two of the world's possibly most recognized automobile brands, Mercedes and Ferrari. And now that you've quoted a Ferrari and a Honda radio, how could Mercedes be left behind and courtesy Nico Rosberg? So he went on to the radio and said, you've got to give me more information about the warnings on my steering wheel. Sorry. Our championship leader was clueless about what he was doing during the race, it seems. <laughs> Maybe that was his steering wheel trying to warn him that Nico, you are blowing your championship away. <laughs> <laughs> The one brand that is blowing a lot of money on Formula 1 is Heineken. But I'm a little confused. I think they've been appointed Formula 1's social media agency rather than a global beer partner. (laughs) And, you know, if we go back and Google this, Bernie Ecclestone never wanted to give out Formula 1's content for free on social media. Okay. And here it is. He's got Heineken paying him millions for exactly that. It is such a coup. So Formula One now has an official champagne, an official beer and an official whiskey. (laughs) They also have Red Bull as an unofficial energy drink. They have Martini, Kingfisher and Smirnoff as sponsors. So Kunal, it's basically like an amber lounge bar menu on track. (laughs) (laughs) To me, the one place where Heineken is going wrong is the appointment of Sir Jackie Stewart and David Coulthard. I mean, 
I just can't get over it yet. Who are these guys even? I mean, I know them, but do the younger audiences know them? And does this probably mean that David Coulthard will now stop his retirement job of doing donuts in a Red Bull racing car for promotion? <laughs> I mean, in my view, they could have just got Max. He's Dutch. And like you said, you know, the only alcohol he can possibly have officially pretty much all around the world is beer. My head is going crazy thinking of all the cool race integrations that Heineken can do. <laughs> so, so you know, here's an idea off the top of my head. How about if all retiring drivers get a deck chair and a Heineken beer to chill in <laughs> while they catch the rest of the race? That's especially because the podium will always have champagne. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, I'm really keen to know about all the other ideas and I dare you to do a video with me this weekend. <laughs> we shall do that and cheers to that. <laughs> the Las Vegas race is gathering steam. It has Chinese investors who've decided to come on board. <laughs> now, this is proof that the Chinese Grand Prix is no good because the Chinese aren't investing in their own Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> Luca Montezimello, Luca Di Montezimello, he said that what is life? after Bernie for Formula 1 and they need to start planning now. And he believes that Formula 1 might actually need three people to replace Bernie and maybe he's absolutely true. Bernie's making them billions for the sport, the teams, the investors and his diplomatic relationships, they are spot on. I mean, he's yet to probably meet Donald Trump but trust him <laughs> to do that very soon. After all, he does back Donald Trump's presidential candidature. Absolutely. <laughs> Kunal, you should link back to that podcast of ours. But I really wonder, is Bernie ever going to step down? In his words, only on his grave. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up this weekend, we have lots to look forward to. We have the inaugural race in Baku. The weather is expected to be dry, but let's hope the race is exciting even if we don't have rain. We're going to have it around for 10 more years. I am wow. keeping my fingers wow. crossed. <laughs> but the one thing I'm really keen to talk about is all those new fans who are going to be listening in. And I'm going to tell you guys the best seats in the house at the Baku City Circuit. So the main or the Absheron Grandstand. That's probably where all the fun is going to be. That's where the start and the finish is going to be. The first corner. Hopefully there isn't an incident between the Mercedes drivers. And of course the tyre changes that happen. After that, I'd probably select the Isheri Sheher as Neft or the Philharmonia Grandstands. I mean, pardon my pronunciation. I'm just enjoying seeing you pronounce those <laughs> words. I shall should have added a couple of them more in there just to trouble I you. I mean, pardon my pronunciations, but if you're sitting there, you could probably see some overtaking happening there while the cars are under braking. Okay. For all the other grandstands, you'll probably see the cars just zoom past over 300 kilometers per hour. Well, that's not my idea of fun entirely. <laughs> but the Formula One official website says that the circuit's been a sellout. In fact, if we have any listeners tuning in from Azerbaijan, please say hello. We'd love to hear from you guys. The circuit layout seems interesting and I am eager to know how that translates into reality. Carlos Sainz says it seems like the iconic Macau circuit. So the circuit has enormously long straights and I think it's going to be a low downforce circuit, high speed circuit. 
which could probably mean that Red Bull could lose 1.2 seconds only on the straights due to their power deficit. And that's not me, that's Helmut Marko saying this. I don't think that applies for Max Verstappen. <laughs> <laughs> but exactly where I'm going to clarify. In Canada, they finished a minute behind the Mercedes cars. Wow. That should pain. However, for all of us, let's really hope that we have a good fight in Baku, Azerbaijan, like we did in Canada. Over and out. Can I stop now? <laughs> you and your Alonzo influence. <laughs> Pros bring something extra to every job. Now at the Home Depot, they also get something extra. Pro Extra, our free loyalty program built for pros just like you. Members earn perks with every dollar spent, like Pro Extra dollars, a tool rental credit, and more. New members get $20 off their next in-store purchase of $200 or more just for signing up. Learn more at homedepot.com slash proextra. New year, more rewards, Pro Extra, only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.